everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Gymnasium with me, XFL, USFL, MLF, I don't know, Jim. Joined, as always, by my lovely, illustrious co-host, Chase Lupine Fiasco Sessoms. How are you doing, buddy? Man, I'm I'm great. I'm great. USFL week is technically upon us. We're less than a week away. Boom. Exciting. We are six days away, and if you're listening to this audially on a Monday or a Tuesday, you're you're like four or five. You're basically a work week away from yeah. USFL from cleats hitting the field. And you already got a head really. you got a head start on us with your with your countdown. We're at six. You're already at like like three or four. Good for you. You know, it's amazing. I'm extremely hype. I will get to there. I don't think we should start with the USFL, even though it's behind me right here. Oh I no! Think oh no! Hold back. We got we got to let people savor it. I think we we wind back the clock a little bit, go back to the past. It was Masters Week. It was, and, and it's while a we tradition the, like no other. While we are not the biggest of golf fans, the Masters is an event just to behold. I love it's it's one of two golf events that I will I will actually like sit my ass down and watch um most of it and i watched i probably watched more of this masters than i ever have um thanks to like espn plus um but yeah i i this and the and i will make my uh daughters watch uh the u.s open with me on father's day oh okay i was gonna say the other one i always make sure to catch i love the u.s open but the Mm -hmm. other i i usually try and catch every major and then the waste management open that's always that's a fun one. I'll, I'll turn like I'll turn one on, and if it, if it's like really super close, like I might get into it if I just happen to like catch it on a Sunday. But like the U.S. Open, like that's it's just such you know, and the Masters. Come on, oh, yeah. like how there you really can't top the Masters. You know, sure it has a problematic past, but damn it, they're, they've they've started to figure some things out, and now you've got you've got just an amazing event. I absolutely love betting golf, and I I have made it a tradition every year to bet the Masters. My guy uh, that I bet this year tied for eighth. Uh, Colin Morikawa. Oh, I, fig- I I figured you'd be riding the Colin Morikawa train still I after last year. Morikawa, I absolutely love him. Yeah, I I took I had Tommy Fleetwood in the first round to be like the highest finishing English person. And uh, he was like one under through two, and then like just the goddamn wheels fell off. And we, we, Danny Willett, the uh, who previous Masters champion, was was up there towards the top. So, and he was a huge price. I wish we'd taken him. And I took some like head to heads, like you know, yep. matches and stuff. And uh, like every single person I picked um, did not beat the person they were supposed to uh, beat in the first round, but they all finished better than the person they were supposed to beat in the first round and like the overall like grand scheme of things. So I feel like I get partial credit there. I feel like you, no should, credit. you should get like 60% of what you put in. Just give me like, you know, like, you know, 65 cents back, you know, just that. Yeah, just That's all I ask for cents on the dollar. Just for getting them right for the full tournament. You should get something. I, uh, I would like to just extend a congratulations to Scotty Scheffler. The mm-hmm. quietest number one in the world that I can think of in a minute. Well, I mean, he's only been number one for like a few days, essentially. And uh, also uh, the oldest looking 25 year old. I think I've seen in a minute. I think so. I think like he looks like he was 25. You know how people back in the 60s, 50s and 40s, they just looked older like people yeah. were just older back then. Yeah, he belongs in that era. 
Yeah, he like he looks like he was drafted to fight in Korea, and he's a he's a salty twenty five year old vet, you know that sort of yeah. thing, you know, that's, with a good union what... job down at the down at the mill. <laughs> uh, congrats to him though, like winning the Masters, being number one, and nobody's talking about it. I respect. I love Scotty Scheffler. He he did what he was. He did exactly what he had to do going in with the lead. Was he just played really smart golf? He played smart enough golf that he could even you know flub a, cu- a few shots, but like didn't didn't put his lead in peril. Uh, I think the big the biggest like holy hell great masters goes to Rory McIlroy, who shot a sixty four today, who was plus one finished minus seven and i think took sole possession of second place from being like pretty far out of it he just literally yeah he really came out of nowhere you can never at the masters you can never count rory out no no i mean he still needs to he really needs to break through like they're showing like how he's done in master in like not just masters but majors recently and it's like he doesn't he he started off hot. It's like his first twenty five were great. His next twenty five, and but uh, I I don't know. He's got a great swing. He he just absolutely hits the ball right on the screws off the tee every time. It seems like and uh, yeah, man. Also, uh, let's talk let's talk Cam uh, Cam uh, Thomas here. Let's talk uh, <laughs> let's talk that that like. He doesn't, he doesn't have a mustache. He has a mustache that died and now has like unfinished business on this earthly plane. I'm talking a ghost of a mustache and then the mullet. Like it's a little bit John Daly. If John Daly were skinny in Australian. He's like trying for the full mustache and you respect it, but he's, he just can't. Listen, if you're blonde, just give up on facial hair, man. Unless it comes in a different color, dude. Like it's, you're done. You just can't. It just doesn't work. His, it just makes his face look really weird. Yeah. And, and kind of gross. And I think I, feel like when he's not golfing he's wearing a tank top and just hanging out with his pet iguana and just weirdly wearing fingerless gloves a lot of the time that is a big like aussie move i bet yeah yeah totally riding a dirt bike places you know yeah he's ko- just, koalas in his garden just riding the gator everywhere yeah yeah you know like cut off jean- a car he just owns like alternative vehicles yeah, he doesn't really wear shoes as much as he just wears those like pullover rubber boots that are like, you know, white probably, weirdly enough, just white boot pullover boots. God. I wonder if he's a croc guy. Are you a crocs guy? No. I'm barefoot. I'll the go outdoor, barefoot everywhere. You don't like the yeah. outdoor slippers? No. No, I don't. I don't at all. Um yeah, but no. Scheffler played well. Rory played really well. I'd be on the lookout. I don't know. I don't bet a lot of golf, but I feel like you should be on the lookout for Rory in the next couple tournaments. Man, the issue with Rory is he's kind of a choke artist sometimes, though. Yeah, yeah, I know that's what he do. Um, he he just kind of I, – I, I remember watching him just absolutely implode in major tournaments. But, you know, in the next tournament's coming up, maybe maybe something that's not as uh, high stakes, he'll, uh, he'll win it. I can see that. Also, I'd like to pat us both on the back for going this long talking about the Masters and not bringing up Tiger Woods, but we just brought him up now. Yeah, and I got to tell you, like when I saw the weather forecast, as someone who has had the exact same back procedures as Tiger Woods, I was I saw it like I saw people wearing sweaters. I saw it was cold and windy. I was like, this is no bueno for Tiger. The fact that he made the cut is absolutely amazing to me. He's fucking superhuman. It is it is mind boggling. Like out of all the majors, this is the easiest cut to make, but still. And you kind of saw it throughout the throughout the weekend. Like day one, he was looking pretty good. It just looking wore down. Strong. It took a toll on him. And just 
day like four days of walking a golf course walking 18 holes bending yeah. over to pick up your ball like you yeah. can kind of see on day one already he couldn't like bend down to look at his putts and line his putts up yeah it's just like it's just gotta be it brutal might explain just like the terrible putting that got him to his his gargantuan score but i mean i i don't i really don't care what his final score was and it's i, I it's to me it, it's a little bit of a, like a triumph of the human will quite honestly the fact that he could get through four days in those weather conditions like bravo like it gives me a little bit of hope you know that i could i could you know not play in the masters but you know get get to feeling better with the back and everything it's uh he's an inspiring figure to me also all that pussy oh dude all that pussy all of it he's very inspiring in that regard don't and the back and everything don't nobody tell my wife i said that i don't think she listens to this does she absolutely not there we go. She hears this all the time. She she doesn't need to hear it amplified <laughs> with 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 the echo from Nebraska. The uh, the other sports news that happened this weekend that was a little bit not fun, pretty tragic, was the Dwayne Haskins stuff. My Damn. God, what the fuck happened? Like it, he was it. Oof. The 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 they say he was hit by a dump truck like on the on the interstate it sounded yeah. like like what what was he doing crossing the interstate i don't know i don't know like i don't think anyone knows why he was out of his car why he was trying to get across lanes of, of traffic on the interstate like it's and to me that's incredibly sad is that the people the people who you know his people will probably never have an answer to that like there's no way like that i mean unless like he mess messaged somebody like right before like what was going on and but it seems like i don't know that that feels like a split decision it doesn't feel like you've put you've sat in your car and planned this and thought about it because if that's the case then you're probably just you're like whoa those are coming fast there's no way i'm going to try to run across traffic yeah that doesn't sound like something you kind of like plan out and do that sounds like something that you just spur the moment decide i guess i have to cross the like you spur the moment you're you're stressing out or you're something's not right in your head and yeah you're just feeling like you have to cross the interstate right to do something. right so there, there was there's obviously something that compelled him because otherwise it's just not it's not like that episode of like Seinfeld where he's playing Frogger with like the old like Frogger thing like you know like that's not this is not something people do for fun they don't just pull over and decide to run across it and then I I, I you know this is I feel very sorry for Dwayne Haskins and for for his family his people but I also feel terrible for the person who is driving the dump truck because they were just yeah. headed to work and suddenly someone just tried to run across the interstate like right underneath you like there's no way you see that coming and like that has to be traumatic it's just a terrible thing all around yeah this is just one of those uh events that's just super terrible all around i didn't see the adam schefter tweet that got everybody super upset i didn't see what he said i i, I didn't did, see it see it either i i, I did I, see that adam schefter got people very upset i don't know how someone can like i don't know plummet so far in standing and how we think of him as adam schefter has in the last like six months i mean he's basically just a mouthpiece to team owners yeah that's what it seems like let me i actually might be able to pull it up someone someone screen capped it it looks like 
Oh, the internet is undefeated. It is undefeated. Okay, so here it is. Dwayne Haskins, a standout at Ohio State before struggling to catch on with Washington and Pittsburgh at the NFL, died this morning when he got hit by a car in South Florida. Per his agent, Cedric Saunders, Haskins would have turned 25 years old on May 3rd. Say that again? The tweet was... Dwayne Haskins, a standout at Ohio State before struggling to catch on with Washington and Pittsburgh in the NFL, died this morning when he got hit by a car in South Florida per his agent, Cedric Saunders. Haskins would have turned 25 years old on May 3rd. Not necessarily incorrect, but not definitely not the time. Not the time, Shefty. So then he deletes that and rewords it into Dwayne Haskins, a standout at Ohio State before becoming Washington's first round pick and playing in Pittsburgh, died this morning, and then the rest all remains the same. Okay. I mean, that fixes it. That should have been the original tweet. That should have been the original tweet. I don't know what made you think like the first one was kind of an okay thing to say. This isn't like when like when Kobe passed and you had to mention, oh yeah, there was a regrettable incident in Colorado that he was acquitted for, but was, or, you know, was settled, but, uh, time and place, time and place. Yeah. Yeah. You, it's not like he was exactly a problematic figure. He just didn't play well at Washington in a yeah, terrible like situation. Like, it's not like the kid was a scumbag human being. He just, yeah. Yeah. He, he just got drafted into an organization owned by one. That's yeah. Adam Schefter. I feel like it's, but yeah, you were saying like in the last six months to a year, just ugh. yeah has just like run himself into the ground he's too hollywood anything for everyone to be, now uh, anything to be first right right of course if it bleeds it leads baby ugh. i'm gonna share so my favorite thing about Dwayne haskins i was a huge like the draft that he was coming in at i was a mm-hmm. big Dwayne haskins supporter because when i would watch him at ohio state that year he was mind-blowing like it was he, between, I think he came out the same year as uh, Kyler Murray, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. That's why he was a runner-up too. Because the yeah, like the three players that everyone was talking about in college football that year were Kyler Murray, Tua, and Dwayne Haskins, because each had like had broken. Ba- they all three had broken Baker Mayfield's record the previous year for like yeah. overall QBR. And then, so like Kyler Murray had the most yards or something like that. Tua had something else. And Dwayne Haskins through most of the year was at like almost 80% completion percentage. Listen, he had one of the greatest seasons in the history of the big 10. He had the, in terms of like just overall touchdown production, he had a 50 touchdown season, which is the, the best season in the history of the big 10. And uh, when you're doing things, that's the best in the history of big 10, you got to think it has a pretty good, uh, you know, it, has a pretty good carry. Like it's probably the pretty best just in, in college football ever, you know? So yeah, I mean, it, he, for, for someone who only had one year of starting experience with Ohio state, like, yeah, I mean, he, I don't know. He could have been, I really think he could have been primed to, to eventually, you know, be the starting quarterback for a team. They seem to really like him in Pittsburgh. I thought so too. I thought so too. This is just a shitty situation for everyone involved. Yep. Absolutely. And thoughts out to Haskins family and friends and people and Absolutely. thoughts out to that dump truck driver. Cause Jesus Christ. Right. Right. I agree. Moving on from that super depressing and sad story to something that makes me angry. And I feel like makes you angry as well. Uh, what's up with these spring leagues doing NFTs? So 
fan controlled football is basically just NFT league. They've brought in a bunch of new teams and every team now is like an NFT. Yeah. Uh, I believe the USFL has their own NFT. I'm going to double check that. I can only assume major league football is going to have an NFT. I hope the XFL doesn't have an NFT, but Lord knows they might. European league of football has NFTs. It feels so, like, like, I don't know. It feels like you're play, paying an organization to name a star after you or something yeah, like USFL that does have NFTs, by the way. It's just oh God. like buying a, an acre on the moon sort of thing. You know, it's like, what, what am I really ever going to get out of this? Cause I mean, that's the idea between, behind an NFT is it's something you can invest in and then it can possibly rise in value. Right. Yeah, but I've been hearing so many different things of like these internet influencers that back these NFTs or create these lazy NFTs and then they're just pumping dumps. They're just trying they like the USFL and XFL and all these guys, like they have these dedicated fans. Like fan control football, while it's not for everybody, they do have a dedicated fan base that if they're trying to get these NFTs involved, they could like they're primed to pump and dump, like get these fans to buy these NFTs and then just sell it all. And then do a new yeah. gimmick next year. Yeah, it does seem it does seem like a cheap a cheap way to uh, raise some capital that you never really have to pay back. And it's like since it's on the the blockchain, like you can trace it that way, but it's not. Yeah, it's not USD. It's all Ethereum or Bitcoin the, or whatever. Yeah, which I don't know. I feel like this is a good time for Bitcoin with everything going on in Russia and. It, anyway, anyway, just, we don't need I'm to talk tired about of that. It. I'm tired of NFTs. I'm just yeah. over it. Do you, do you feel slightly over crypto? A little bit. I like the fact that crypto is an easy way for me to deposit into like sports books. And True. it's easy. It's a very easy way to like send money. I like that. I've never viewed crypto as like an investment. Right. Yeah, I view I always view it as just, oh, it's a very easy way to quickly send money to people. True. Yeah, that's true. It's I, I think. Yeah, that's probably it's number one advantage. I like that. And then my thought, my last thought on this is if you're going to do an NFT, make something useful out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I know there's some things that are doing like, oh, you get like this pet. That's an NFT that you can grow. Or some people are doing like this NFT, if you own it, it's like an all access pass. Like you're kind of paying for a subscription in some respects. You're paying for like extra content. It's like how some people will have a Patreon. Patreon, sure. Sure. Or something like that. So that you, if you own this NFT, it's like saying you have a badge to get in behind the scenes in some respects. If they're doing, if they're like that. Then I'm I'm more okay with it. I'm more lean as a, as opposed to it just being you own the NFT and now it can either go up or down in value. Yeah, right. as opposed to like oh, it's just this piece of art or it's this like video clip from this game. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm with. I know it. there's some things that are doing like oh, it's a backstage pass. It's like you're you're getting a pass to more content, and I'm cool with yeah. that. I like that. That's fine. That's just yeah. that's, that's extra stuff. That's not just the NFT. I, so maybe we should be thanking the NFTs for uh, solving the problem of how do we laminate internet things if it's just like a backstage pass. It's basically that. And I, yeah. Like I don't know about you, I'm a fan of laminating things. So yeah. So now I'm literally never going to think of the uh, NFTs as anything but just laminated, uh, laminated uh, internet gunk. That's that's basically what they are. Moving on to more football, 
Let's do a little college football. It's spring game time right now. I don't know. Has Arkansas done theirs? I don't believe so. I, I It's got to be coming up soon, though. Because Nebraska just had our spring game this last Saturday. Obviously, it's sold out. And the, the scoring was weird. It was a weird whole thing. But in my opinion, this is the most optimistic time to be a college football fan. Every yeah. team is a winner. You go into spring training, you go into like the spring game being like, I like how our offense is looking. I like yeah. how our defense is looking. Our quarterbacks are looking great right now. And what happens is the number one offense always torches the number two defense. Just jack jacks you up. You're like, oh my God, we're going to be, we're going to be dynamic. We're going to be unstoppable. And then like the number one defense just absolutely just schools the number two offense. And you're like, oh, we're unstoppable. This is our year. God damn it. Yeah. And I- I, I am sad to admit I am in stage three of five of Husker fandom at the moment. Yeah. Where I am uh, – the optimism is rising. Yeah. I am at the point where I believe in my heart of hearts we can win nine games, which is dangerous. Okay. I'm probably right there with the Razorbacks also. Yeah, but you guys also had like a promising season last year. That's fair. That's fair. I might be being realistic. I man, see in my head though, I feel like I'm being realistic because it's an easier schedule. Yeah, and we almost won every game. Damn it, damn it. I, Jim, I love you, but I also love um, very beat down by life and the Huskers, oh, Jim. Which it's is, very... it's a pretty, it's a good like, yeah. It's a little bit dangerous. It's a little bit edgy. I like it for you. You know, it's wait until you wear uh, it well. Usually that comes in about October. So yeah, wait, wait yeah. until mid October. Until then, though. Until then, though, I'm riding. This is my favorite time to be a college football fan. Yeah, man. I'm undefeated. My team's undefeated. Everybody's undefeated. Yeah, no big time recruit has disappointed you terribly yet. Like, hit the transfer portal good. This transfer coming in, next level. Yeah, man. Pulling out all the stops when it comes to recruiting, when it comes to uh, name, image, and likeness. Yeah, yeah. It's, It's a delicious time. A delicious time to be a college football fan. It makes me want to put a future down right now on Nebraska. That's how I feel. To, to win I, what? To win the national championship. Yes. I know that's a terrible bet. I know it's a terrible bet. I, I've seen Arkansas and Nebraska have about the same odds. That's insane to me. That's, <laughs> I, guess, I guess to be fair, Arkansas does play in like the toughest division in college football. That's true. Yeah. So We out here. Before we get into like the NFL future stuff, I wanted to just say like the college football futures right now. Uh, okay. Arkansas is eighty to one. Uh, I don't even I don't see Nebraska on here. Let me see Nebraska, a hundred to one. Nebraska, I've... Kentucky, and Auburn all have the same odds. Arkansas has the same odds as BYU. I I've got Nebraska and Arkansas both at a hundred to one. That hundred to one for Arkansas is good money. Uh, Clemson at fifteen to one with the season they had last year is kind of insane to me. Yeah, um, Trojans. I don't know. Trojans twenty eight to one. That's not. That's not too terribly bad. No. What's Ohio uh, State at for you? Uh, four seventy five. I don't. I don't hate that. Out of the top three, I like that the best. Yeah, I've got Alabama plus 185, Georgia plus 310, Ohio State plus 475, and Clemson plus uh, 1,200, 12 to 1. Blast it. 
Western Michigan all the way a thousand to one. <laughs> hey man, they still row the boat out here. I think they do. I think they do. But yeah, that's all. That's all I got for here. Is like this is just the best time in my opinion to be a college football fan. There's there we go. I agree. Else. I agree. Now for the NFL futures that we're going to take a look at, I think it's it's nice to mention that we are looking at the NFL futures now, and then we will take another look post draft. Yeah, they, a lot of things will change. There'll be a lot. There'll be trades. There'll be all sorts of stuff during the draft. So, but I, I like taking this way too early look, and I see some way too early overvalued teams when I when I look at it. Like I'm I'm looking at the fifth choice and sixth choice. The Packers ten to one. The Broncos fourteen to one. Hmm. Do you think Russell Wilson kind of has like a comeback season? Is what you're kind of asking with that Broncos I, line? I don't. Because if Russell Wilson has like a comeback season, they have all the parts in place to be a really good team. I I have a few that are like way down the board that I actually like. Okay, like if I damn, if I would have if you would have bet the Broncos before the Russell Wilson trade, I bet that would have been a really good number to get. Yeah, it's okay. I will say it's certainly it's certainly better now post Russell Wilson trade. And if you got at it then, then I think it's a good bet. Because I was, I, pers- I was thinking I, in my head, I would have loved them at like around twenty to one. Anything around yeah. that range, I would have absolutely loved it. See, I like I like that, but and I also, you know, I, I don't necessarily think it wins, but I do think that it, if it if it does win, you got good value if you if you got it before Russell Wilson. So let, I'm going to read you the top five, and then I'm going to give you my kind of outlier ones that I like. Okay. So the Bills plus six fifty, of course, makes sense to the favorite. Yeah, but this one, I actually, I feel like the, they're way too overvalued. But the second is the Bucks at plus seven hundred. Yeah, with that Brady news coming back, like, I, yeah, I mean, uh, to be fair, the NFC is like a way easier conference now. Right, and now you can either say this one is is undervalued or overvalued depending on how you feel about Tyreek Hill. And that's the chiefs plus 900 at nine to one. I still like it. I want to see how the chiefs do in like trades and drafting when it comes to receivers. Well, they got Juju Smith Schuster, which I like, I like the move, but he's not, he's not Tyreek, but they also yeah, have some not. guys who are, who are also could take the top off. You know, you got Nicole Hardman, you've got, uh, what Pringle? Pringle's a speedster. I think they. I think they drop Pringle. I don't okay. Yeah. Who knows? I. I, I, I mean, at nine to one and around ten to one, I like. I kind of like the Chiefs. Right. Right. I'm a big Pat Mahomes guy, though. I'll say this all the time. I'm a huge Pat Mahomes fan. Okay, and then tie and, and tied for fourth, we got the Rams ten to one, and we got the Packers ten to one. I can see it for the Rams. I kind of get it. Like, yeah, they're they're not like they don't lose a ton like obviously bobby trees sucks and yeah. the defense loses some with von miller but yeah. 10 to 1 sounds about right the packers that's insane to me right yeah that <laughs> you can't give up Devonte adams and then like I, I i don't know how that offense is going to work like they're either going to have to draft really well and it feels like they just like 
I don't know. I feel like they put the money shackles on Aaron Rodgers and now they're like, fuck you. And like traded off, <laughs> traded off his best receiver. And now they're going to draft like an O tackle, a defensive tackle or something. And an O tackle who like projects not to play for like three years or so as he sits behind fucking Bakhtiari or something. So you're going, you're going with the, the Packers organization is doing this despite Aaron Rodgers. Yes. 100%. Yes. <laughs> uh, so here are my outliers that I actually like quite a bit. Um, I swear to God, if you say the Saints. No, no. Okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> the Colts, 22 yeah. to 1. The Titans. Getting rid of Carson Wentz is only an improvement. Only an improvement. <laughs> only makes teams better getting rid of Carson Wentz. It's an instant pass to the playoffs, as the fucking <laughs> Eagles learned. Um, the Titans, plus 25, or, you know, I, 25 to 1. I'm right there with you on the Titans. I'll, like... I want their quarterback situation to improve, but now this is, this is one they will have to make it through a gauntlet to make the playoffs, but I still really like this one. The Las Vegas Raiders 33 to one. You know what? At 33 to one. Yes. Yes. With Devonte Adams, Hunter Renfro, like, yeah, y- that team is dangerous. I mean, they're yeah. in, like maybe the toughest division. Yeah great running back they have a good defense they've got a great pass rush uh when jonathan abram is healthy they've got a great secondary that could be scary good at that price god i actually do like them at that price quite a bit and if they have a good draft oh man full send on the las vegas raiders this year damn it i actually might i might pump a few shekels into that where are uh just if you don't mind me asking where do you have my dolphins where are they where are they listed at let's see uh same price as the raiders Honestly, I, I like it more for the Raiders, obviously, because yeah. like, I, I see zero way that the Dolphins beat the Bills. That's my issue. Right. Right. No, absolutely. I yeah. do you want to like, do you want to go? ahead? I would love I love any odds I can get on Dolphins to actually make the playoffs, because I think they're. They've they've been close these last couple years. And I'll tell you I'll had... tell you what those what those are because okay. I have that that too. Uh, let's hit let's hit one player future, which is MVP. Do it. All right. Who's your guy? I'm just gonna I'm gonna give you the top five first. Okay. Josh Allen plus six hundred. Pat Mahomes plus plus seven fifty. Tom Brady plus eight hundred. Aaron Rodgers plus eight fifty. Uh, Justin Herbert ten to one. I like that, and honestly, I don't hate the Tom Brady play, but I think he might be lower. Like, you might get better odds some of the weeks into the season because he was playing, like, at an almost MVP level these last couple years, and I think, like, if this really is his last year, they might do a whole legacy MVP. Like, he might go out in the sunset with an MVP. That makes sense. Yeah. Sure. I Okay. I'm going to give you my my outliers. I feel like they're leaning into my like outlier Super Bowl picks. Uh, first one's going to be Derek Carr, 25 to 1. Yeah. Derek Henry, 40 to 1? Man, a running back, though. A running back. Yeah, but if he puts up 2K yards? If he does, but like the risk always comes with, with how much they use him. The risk of injury now, especially since he's been injured already, that, that just sure. worries me. I I I feel like he could come back just fine from that injury, and that would make and it would make that forty to one sneaky good. Could he be the comeback player of the year? 
Possibly, possibly. I'm not sure. I don't have that option to choose, but yes, possibly. Um, let's see. Taylor Heineke, 250 to one. Uh, Mason. I wish. I mean, yeah. I, I, I would still start him over Wentz, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you can get Lamar Jackson at 22 to one. I don't hate that. He's done it twice. <laughs> Matt Stafford, 14 to one. Dak, 13 to one. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like the Cowboys have been like they've had a pretty nasty offseason. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Anyway, talk about some 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 teams to make the playoffs. Let's talk about it. All right. Let's start with your Miami Dolphins. Yes, plus 145. No, minus 179. Give me that plus money. These last two years, they've been like a game away each time. Yeah. I think I've been talking to Eric a little too much because I'm actually looking at the Lions plus 475 and want to take that shot. Damn it, I'm high on the Lions too. I am too. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. I think it's because like I latch on to teams that have players that I love them to draft. And I've been, I was really, really big on a uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. And yeah. I'm just, I like, I like him on the lions and it makes me like the lions. The saints plus plus one fifty five. If you think about it, all they really have to beat out is Tampa Bay and who have they had their number of, I was going to say, and they've had Tampa Bay's number and like Jameis baby. Yeah. That's Full right. Season is Jameis. Anything can happen until something fucking crazy happens, and we end up with Kenny Tiny Hands Pickett. Oh, you know what? I love Kenny Pickett too, though. So the Raiders plus one eighty five. Plus one eighty five. They made the playoffs last year. Yeah, they did. And now yeah, they got more me, weapons. Give me that. Yeah, all over it. All over it. Anybody else who 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 hmm. who? You tell me who who who. Who though? Who to make the playoffs? What are the yeah. Texans? Ooh, I have a feeling I'm going to need to scroll quite a bit to get you to that one. You probably will. They'll probably yep. be down there with the Lions, I would imagine. Plus nine hundred. Mm. Mm. That division's kind of tough for them, but it's it's not a it's not a weak division. I mean, you've got. I mean, Indianapolis will be good. They seem to be good with these like mercenary quarterbacks for one year, and what they have Matt Ryan now, right? Yep. And I, I think Matt Ryan's still pretty good. Yeah, and then you have, then you have the 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 Titans who are, you know, the best coached and probably have the best player in the division. You can make a case for Jonathan Taylor because that's more of a recency bias thing. Okay, with the track record of being the best player in the division, you have Derrick Henry with with Tennessee. Yes, I might throw like a few bucks on the Texans to make the playoffs and just say screw it. I will definitely throw uh, money at Denver not to make the playoffs at plus one twenty five. Whoa, okay. Are you just like fading Russell Wilson? Is that what you're I, doing here? I think I am. Yeah, I'm just fading Denver in general. Essentially, you have an anti-Denver bias. <sighs> I've been to a couple strip clubs in Denver. It's a pretty solid town. I don't necessarily have an anti-Denver bias. I just don't. I feel like this Russell Wilson deal is, is overblown. So, yeah, you're just not as high on Russell Wilson as a lot of people. Pretty much. Yeah, I could. OK, if you're not as high on Russell Wilson, then yeah, it makes perfect sense why you'd be fading Denver because their numbers are going to be crazy. Yeah, pretty much. And I could see there being like an adjustment year, you know, like while they like 
kind of build a team around him and what he needs. What's the number on the Eagles? The Eagles. Let's see. I want to jiggle with the Eagles. Because yes, plus one fifteen. No, minus one forty one. Give me the give me a yes there, because I actually I, I kind of might I might sprinkle a little bit on the Eagles to win that division. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't disagree with that at all. I, I could see them. Let's see. Just for quick reference, let's see what they're what they are to win the NFC East. Yeah, because the NFC East is always insane. It's no one knows. No one knows. They're plus. There. They're plus three ten. So at that point, does it actually make more sense to throw would, the money at them the to win the division over the over them making the playoffs? Yeah, that's what I, I think. I don't think that division would get two teams in. I think you could you could do you could do like a not a not necessarily safe hedge with you know put a little bit at the plus three ten, then bet it a little bit heavier that they make the playoffs as like a wild card. I just I wouldn't see that division producing a wild card team though. It did last year. Damn it, it did. The Eagles. Yeah. I uh, yeah, that's not with a bad the, idea. with with the way they do things now. I mean, it's it's possible. It's not a bad idea. What's your okay? So what's your favorite bet out of all these? Out of all these, um, I honestly Titans, think that think it's, Super Bowl bet might be my favorite. I, I like the okay, so I like the Titans Super Bowl bet. I like the um Derrick Henry for MVP. And then if we're talking in the playoffs to make the playoffs, then uh I don't know. I think Denver Broncos to not make it at plus one twenty five, like because it feels like an angry spite filled bet, and those are really fun. <laughs> those are really fun. I've got one more to ask. Uh what are the Raiders to win that division? That's ooh oh the see I like too many of these way too much plus six hundred oh yeah give me that yeah me. that's another one that I might bet to win the division the, and then the make Chargers? the playoffs. Uh, the Chargers are second choice in that division plus two fifty five to win the AFC West. Yeah, I like the Raiders more at that value. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. I think what it is time for now. Let me see if I got the music for it. Yeah. I think it's time for a little, uh, let me create the banner. Oh, sports vibing right now. Bam. It's time to just vibe for a minute. Talk sports. Mm. And just chill out. So sensual. Yeah. My minute timer got a little We're bounce going. to it. Oh. We just had the Masters. Rolling into baseballs here, USFL's coming. Is this a? I can't name a better time to be a sports fan. I can, but that's okay. I mean, there's there's times like there's like football season and college, college football. Football season. College and, football's the best. I mean, it's yeah. football season this week, but we're we're almost a year away from year-round football, Chase. Here we go. Mm, yeah, that's. I just feel I feel so relaxed. I've had Jim Nance whispering at me all weekend. Just telling me about traditions and pimento cheese sandwiches. Ah, oh, yeah. I would fry a pimento cheese sandwich. That just sounds absolutely delicious. That, yeah, that, that just, I can imagine just eat, biting into it. And there's all that cheesy goodness on the inside. And you've, you've got just like a nice little, like greasy fingers from eating it. And then you just want to kind of 
You ever had a fried cheesecake? Rub yourself cake? down. A what? Fried cheesecake. It seems all right. Yeah. I, I know I've had fried Oreos, and those both made me be able to hear my own, like, heartbeat and blood, like, in my ears. That's a good vibe right there. We didn't even, sports vibing, we don't even have to uh, talk about LeBron at all. No, we don't. We don't. We're we're too vibed out to talk about him or MJ or the GOAT of whatever. Spe- speaking of which, I guess, like, also around this time, we're going to get NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs, which is pretty cool. That's true. That's true. Congratulations to my Pelicans for making the play in. What? Congratulations to the Pels. They're going to get bounced, but all right. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. Let's talk a little uh, USFL before we get into our, our grades here. So the USFL starting this week. We've all, I've got we've gone through futures many a time. We're not going to play that game again. I think yep. everyone knows we're both high on the stars. Mm. And Chase has kind of brought me around on the breakers. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, I mean, it didn't. It didn't take much. I mean, they the are three the most teams I team. like uh, for future wise for value are the Stars, the Breakers, and the Bandits. I like those teams. That works. I agree. So, the lines this week: Game One, Generals versus Stallions. The Stallions are three and a half point favorites. The over under is forty nine and a half. Give. I. I actually. I'm gonna take the Generals. As the dog on the money line. We're in perfect agreement here. And in my opinion, this is a trust in Louis Perez because he hasn't been with the team as long, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. he's a, he's a veteran when it comes to these spring leagues. But to me, this is a, I trust Mike Riley more than I trust Skip Holtz. This is a, a fade Skip Holtz, fade the coach yeah. situation. And, and you know what else? Give me the under. I like the under too. I, it, I like the under in most of these. I think there's only one game that I actually take the over. I feel like give me the under for like the first week and everything. There's one that I won't take it, but there's a reason for that. And that's fair. I, I, I wouldn't hate, like, it's not a bad idea to take the under in every game. You kind of saw it with the XFL in 2020, it, like, especially week one ever with these leagues, there's new mm-hmm. rules. There's new stuff getting involved. There's a new, like, play management there's new clock management involved unders aren't a bad idea right right game number two we got the houston gamblers versus the michigan panthers the panthers are three and a half point favorites over under set at 47 and a half i might just hit the under in this one i'm gonna hit the under but i also think it's gonna be kind of a close game i'm gonna take the three and a half i think the panthers win by about two or three okay yeah i I, i'm going total but i can totally see that I like the under, though. I definitely like the under. Number three, Philadelphia Stars at the New Orleans Breakers. Breakers on the money line. Stars are two and a half point favorites, and uh, over under is 46 and a half. I like the over in this game. I'll say I like the over, too. Actually, this would be the one. This is I, I agree. This would be the exception to the rule, but Breakers plus 115 on the money line. Shut up and take my fucking money. I like the Stars minus two and a half. I think... I think Brian Scott and Bart Andrus, they're going to start off hot at the very least. I think I think the Breakers are going to take a little tuning up. They're going to take yeah. a little bit for Larry Fedora to kind of get his system worked out in like a pro setting. We will. We will break you. <laughs> I, I like the over and I like the stars here. Number four, final game of opening weekend. Tampa Bay Bandits versus the Pittsburgh Maulers. Bandits, two and a half point favorites. The over under set at 48 and a half. 
I'm, this is another one where I think I just I'll just play the total. I'll just play the under here. I'll play the under too because I like both these teams' running backs uh, quite a bit. Uh, I know the Maulers picked up the ELFs, European League of Footballs. They picked up his the MVP of last year mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. Uh, what was his name? Marcus London, I believe. Sure, fitting name. Yep, great. It's just a great name. But uh, I I believe this is going to be a running back heavy game. I this is to me. I'm gonna back. Jordan Tomu. I'm going to think I'm going to go on the side of positivity with Todd Haley that I think he might actually end up being a good coach. I'm also going to take the bandits minus two and a half. I'm going to take the two and a half for the bandits and the under. You talked me into it. I'm in on the two and a half with the under. So the other thing I'm going to do, because I did it with the XFL, I'm going to do it with the USFL. I'm going to parlay both all the spreads and all the totals. Yeah, I like it. I really that's that's one of my favorite bets, quite honestly. I like Especially it. since it's only four games. Like, yeah, come on. Come yeah, on. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And if anybody knows about the USFL, it's going to be us. That's why you should be tuning in each week. That is why you should be tuning in each and every week. Now, it's time for our favorite segment, the grading, the grades. This week, uh, and just so everyone knows, like we're the college football and NFL previews will be coming next month. They're going to be coming uh, mid-May. That's when we're yep. going to start start those up again. Yeah, which is our favorite time of year when we get to pick every single football game under the goddamn sun. It's so love nice. it. It's so wonderful. So today we are grading because Easter is coming up, and I, Easter, mm-hmm. in my opinion, mm-hmm. and I feel like in most people's opinion, it's a major holiday. Yeah. So we listen. Are gonna anytime grading. someone returns as a zombie, it is a ma- it, it is a day worth awesome. remembering. Yeah, with candy. So we're grading here is and eggs and a bunny. Oh, dude, are you a big deviled eggs guy? Fuck I'm yes, a, I am. I'm a huge deviled eggs guy. Samesies. Oh, oh god, I will eat just so many sweaty deviled eggs. They're so good. They're so, so good. So good. So big chunky pieces of relish and oh god damn it. So I have this list from Live365.com: the top fifteen most celebrated holidays around the world. Okay. I don't think these are in any order, but the, we're going to be listing them just in the order they come. Number one on here is Valentine's Day. C minus. I'm going to give a D. Uh, it's yes. just it's it's a ploy just to get people to buy candy and chocolate. It's a and massive pain in the ass, is what it is. It's annoying, and like I don't even know if like partner like if like they bill it as like a, a holiday for women, but I don't even know if like a lot of women like it. I don't know. It just seems it's annoying. Absolutely. I agree. Get that bullshit out of here. Next up is Easter. And like we, I be... like Easter a lot. I give Easter a B plus. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you with the B plus. Uh, for one, some of the best candies. Uh, really good candy. For, yeah. For two, uh, this is the kickoff of my family's mint julep season. Um, this is when this is when I start drinking mint juleps like a fucking mint julep hound until like uh you know once it starts getting chilly like september october or so so this is like this is really okay i like that also at easter it's it's like a mini thanksgiving you get to have your nice meal but it's not nearly as uh it's more bright it's fresh yeah yeah Yeah, it's fresh um you don't invite as many family people over yeah yeah like at least we don't there are traditions but Yeah, there are traditions, but people are not butthurt. People are not butthurt if you try it different, something yep. different, you know, each year. And now so. this year, we have uh, Easter football with the USFL. Fucking A, right? We do. God so damn it. So excited. 
Next up here is Christmas, which A plus. I mean, a What's plus, r- right? Yeah. Everybody loves Christmas. It's gifts. It's like it's the time that you actually like enjoying with your family. And yeah. I don't know about you, Chase, but Christmas is also a holiday where I get drunk. Oh, yes. I get, fr- I get free oh. drunk on Christmas. Oh, yeah. All day. Like, yeah. Christmas e- like Christmas Eve. So it's like a week event. So I get drunk the weekend before Christmas mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because that like your family, like everyone's cut. Kind of, your friends and family are all back for yep. that week usually. So you get drunk that weekend, you get drunk Christmas Eve, and you get drunk on Christmas. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's I drink a lot of bourbon, a lot of bourbon during Christmas because we have like a a Christmas Eve, like hot chocolate snacks sort of thing where like you're or it's like for the grownups who have to be like, you know, getting ready, getting things ready for kids. It's like uh coffee and like bourbon or like bourbon cream and stuff and then you know the next day mimosas in the morning followed by like little little lunch you know lunch drinks after the mimosa into just like wine on wine on wine with the with the dinner yeah dude yeah i feel terrible on boxing day it's fucking awesome up next i feel like this is another a plus is thanksgiving thanksgiving to me is an a not maybe not an a plus but an a yes my mom makes the best turkey ever. I love it. A plus. I, the only time I really like eating turkey, but I also love a good Thanksgiving ham. Oh yeah. And I well, just bonus like, ham. It's the it's one of I think this is like the only holiday where it's not only expected and accepted, but encouraged to just eat as much as humanly possible. Absolutely. Yeah, and you gotta love that. A plus. Can we add another plus? Plus, plus Thanksgiving football. Yeah. Bingo. Winner easy uh next up st patrick's day b i've had some pretty good st patrick's days i've i've had some really good ones not even just getting annihilated drunk but uh there's some areas around where i live that do st patty's day like parades that are super fun also sometimes uh sometimes there's some good food yeah um if you've never been to uh, st patrick's day in savannah georgia shit that's fun if you've never been to fake patty's day in manhattan kansas that's amazing. Oh. All right. All right. I like it. We both have our destination St. Patty's days. It's actually the one in Manhattan. It's the day before St. Patty's day. They do. Oh, okay. That's why they call it fake Patty's day. Okay. Okay. Next College up is Halloween. Uh, Halloween. Man, it's hit or miss. Like I love like scary movies. I've kind of, I loved it when I was a kid. I absolutely didn't give a shit about it when I was like in high school up to early college. But then in college, you obviously do the Halloween college parties. And yeah, I don't. I spend the entire month just watching like scary movies. Yeah, and I see. I don't have that attachment to scary movies. I'm gonna give it a C, just a flat I'm out give it C. A B, because I do have. I have a strong attachment to scary movies because that's where a lot of like independent movies are like low budget. Mm-hmm. First time directors are in the like spooky movie industry, and it's very fun to see how they do certain things. Right, right, okay. Next up is New Year, and I'm getting a theme that like a lot of these holidays are just for drinking. <laughs> yeah, I I'll tell you what, working in the liquor industry makes you hate New Year's because uh, it's just such a an amateur amateur hour, uh, amateur night. So I I'm gonna give it a C. I'm pretty I'm mad. Also, I'm gonna give it a C because working in the hospitality and like like service industry uh yeah. also that uh, is so, very annoying yeah yeah that sucks yeah uh yeah see 
the Chinese New Year, though, is on here. I always never, appreciate it. Incomplete. Never celebrated a Chinese New I Year. I never celebrated it, but I've been to, like, Chinese restaurants during the Chinese New Year. And it's like, or I've been, like, through Chinatown, and it looks like they're having a blast. That's fair. That's fair. I let, I mean, I'm all for people having fun. I'll give it, I'll just give it a B. I'll just give it a straight give up it a B. B. Yeah. Independence Day, the 4th of July. A. A. I mean, let are, me are just, you, I'm a big fireworks guy. Yeah. And just let me eat a ton of grilled meats and drink like a case of Miller Lite. Boom. Let me drink all the Bud Heavy I can, eat some hot dogs, smoke a cigar, and light fireworks in a very dangerous way. Oh, and sometimes yeah. fire off weapons, like also bring the guns out. Yeah, that doesn't hurt. Always, always nice to just bust, bust a couple shots in the air. Yeah, it's a very also another it. like heavy drinking. Like this is a very, yes, to me, 4th of July is beer, though. Like I got it's it's a beer. It's moment. beer. It's be, it is 100 percent beer. It is. It is. And it's got to be the kind of beer that you can drink all day. Yes. Yes. Next up is Oktoberfest. I've never done an Oktoberfest. I really enjoy Oktoberfest beers. So I'll give it a B plus for the for the Mars and Brews. I love the beers. I love the foods that it like produces, all the different like sausages and cheeses and stuff. Yeah. I love most German food. I love the movie. I love the movie Oktoberfest. Absolutely. Uh that's that's gotta be one of my you know, low key favorite flicks. Can we, man, dude, how dreamy would it be for us to go to like Germany during Oktoberfest? I'm not sure if I would, I would survive, but yes. Yeah. I'd come home in a box for that. I'm going to give it a B too. Yeah. Next up. Uh, these are, so these are like holidays. Just everybody said, these are like the most popular holidays in the world. So we, you and me might not celebrate a lot of these or some yeah. of these next one is Dia de uh, Muertos, the day of the dead. It seems like fun. I got to give it a B, even though I don't celebrate the art alone that comes out of it is top tier art. Like all yeah, the paintings, all, all and the, the sugar skulls and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. awesome. You need to celebrate La Santa Muerte. Oh, dude. So fucking cool. La Santa Muerte. Uh, next up is Hanukkah. Hey, let's give it an A. I've yeah. never celebrated Hanukkah, but hey, eight days of presents. Let's get it. Hey, sounds, sounds awesome. Next one's Ramadan. Uh, um, C. A lot of fasting. I don't like fasting with my holidays. Uh, okay, so it's Ramadan and Eid al-Fitr, and the, the second part of that is the day you break the fast. That's got to be nice. Okay, split grade, C and A. C and A, yeah. Uh, next is a Hindu festival, Diwali. Diwali, which... the, the color festival. Yep. Um, that seems like it's a whole lot of fun. It also seems Five like it fucking crazy those like just getting pelted with colors in the streets and shit that um pretty awesome i'm gonna give that a presumptive a okay i'll give that one an a too next up is just body day uh just... eighth day of the 12th lunar month of the chinese calendar or december 8th in japan body day is the buddhist holiday that commemorates the day that the historical buddha experienced enlightenment Traditions vary, but can include meditation, a traditional meal, and study of the Dharma. I'm gonna give that like a D. Yeah, yeah. So it's like basically, a it's a ho- <laughs> yeah, it's like a holiday where I don't, I don't drink. I have a reading assignment, and I have to be quiet all day. All right, pass. Nah, 
those are the so those are the 15 most celebrated holidays yeah. around the world. I feel like at this point we should point out that we respect all beliefs. Oh and... no, no, like the beliefs are awesome. That just sounds to me like yeah, not fun for us. That's what it sounds like. Like, like Columbus yeah. Day is dumb. Yeah, right, right. You know, it's good for you guys. I hope you enjoy your days. Not necessarily for us, and therefore we are giving them those grades. Yeah, those are these are personal grades. These aren't like respective. Yeah, we're not grading. This pictures. is this is not our take on Buddhists on all no. Buddhists by any means. It's just that <laughs> one day. It's just the day. I think that's all we got for this episode. Chase, what do you got going on? What's going on this week for you? You know, I've got uh, got my Wednesday show with uh, Megan Devine for America's Best Racing, Devine and the Dog. Uh, that'll be this Wednesday, uh, six Eastern, five God's time. Uh, and then you know, I've got uh, I've got some other stuff coming up, some exciting stuff. Uh, I believe a uh, first show. I, I can't confirm yet, but I believe our, our first show is Saturday for for this. Um, so yeah, I'll have I'll have that. I'll have more on the Twitter sphere about that. And then uh, another big thing coming up that I'm pretty excited about that Jim knows about, but I will share with everyone else at a later date. Be ready, folks. You guys know what I got going on with the USFL approaching. That means the preview and recap shows are making a comeback every Tuesday and Friday. Be ready for that. Uh, I'm going to have Spring Fever on Wednesday. I'm going to have uh, the truth about Major League Football coming up this Tuesday. So be on the lookout. We got a lot going on. Give us a follow. Give us a like at of Oakland for chase at XFL Jim here. Give the gymnasium a like or a follow on uh, Spotify, Apple podcast, Google podcast, wherever you find us. We appreciate it. We love you guys. Peace out.